Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. What's up, what's up? It's the Sunday Night Roundtable. We're back. And joining me, as always, on this clever little journey in the podcasting world is tim dombrova tim what's up good day sir how are you on this fine fine evening living the dream my friend how about you can't complain can't complain had a hell of a time getting in here good old blog talk was uh trying to ruin my sunday night but i succeeded so we're all good let's get going let's talk some shit yeah well what do you want to, I mean, there's so much we could talk about. There's there's so, so many just different topics out there. It's just, well, of course, we want to avoid, um, let's avoid the, the basketball talk. You got to save that for, save that for Wednesday. I know, I, I want to start off with this little bit of craziness. Okay, I go ahead. I want to talk, I want to talk uh, Texas A&M versus LSU. Hell of a in game. College foot, in college football, 70, what was it? I don't even remember what the hell it was. Some it, ridiculous it, looked like amount. Score. it looked like a basketball seven, score. Seven overtimes. Uh, so seven seven more, uh, you know, uh, the score was tied. Seven more attempts till finally somebody blew a two-pointer. Uh, LSU blew a two-pointer, and Texas A&M uh, got the win. Um, I believe, if I am correct, it is the highest scoring football game between two teams in the, in the modern era. Yeah, I believe, I believe the old record was. I believe the old record was one thirty seven. Seventy four seventy two for Texas A and M was the final score. What a ridiculous football game! I wish I could have seen it. Unfortunately, up here in Canada, I was to view. watching the Notre Dame game, um, and then I was trying to sleep, and then was getting updates on my phone, and I was like, this game went to seven overtimes? Dear God. Can you imagine how tired the defenses were at the end of this baby? How oh, utterly exhausted. Apparently the defense didn't show up. Apparently they were well read. No, the they had to have been wiped. Because I believe the score in regular time was like uh, 30 to 30-30 or 31-31 or something like that. It wasn't that bad. There was 40-some points scored in the overtime. Obviously, it's by the fact that they went to seven overtimes, so I guess that's you know, 49 points at least. Craziness. Total total craziness. Uh, suffice to say, we got that one wrong. Um, so jumping from there, that, that that's a nice segue into our, uh, our NFL picks this week, where I believe we are working on uh, only two games wrong so far, I believe. Something it's like impressive that. Impressive for for a pair of twins who don't know what they're doing. Well, uh, you know, think that until you don't. see my basketball picks for tonight. We won't we won't get into that. Oh man, <laughs> well, Billy. No one even wants to start in 
You need a cat name. It's that simple. I have one. I need to talk to her. You need to talk to the cat. Uh, get 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 one on one. Right, get in the cat's mind. Become become one with the pussy, as they say. Become one with the pussy. <laughs> yeah, I missed. Uh, I've missed four so far tonight. So oh, the, the NHL, there only is four games, and so far the cat is two and zero, oh, uh, and leading in game three. So I've been, I've just become an assistant to the cat, I believe. I'm just gonna let the cat you go just with it. What the cat says. I was gonna, I was gonna talk to the cat, and whatever she tells me is what's going down on the paper because she's on fire, uh, literally running around setting the place up in smoke. But it, it's nuts. Now we're having a hell of a we had a hell of a good week in hockey. Nine and two last night we were. Uh, we're 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 headed to. Uh, uh, we're going to go at least three and one tonight by the looks of things. That's going to put us to plus forty five for the season. Not bad. Not too shabby. So we can't complain about that. So anyone, I know hockey for most of you guys is not uh, is not the biggie, but. Uh, for me, it is, so I'm happy to do well. And if there's a few people that are getting their kicks out of listening to the hockey picks, I'm all for it. But in the NFL, we did really good, uh, of course, so no complaints there. The college, I believe we were plus three in the college, which isn't bad either, really. I'll take that. I'll take than that. Five or, um, so, uh, has there been any Rom Tobinson sightings? <laughs> no, not recently. Uh, he seems to have went in for the holiday. He's going to stay there for a few. He might make an appearance. I, uh, I I think I might have an explanation for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I I, uh, I read somewhere in the Variety, I believe it was, the uh, Hollywood magazine, that uh, Tom Robinson, Rom Robinson, sorry, um, <laughs> is... Uh, is uh, Starring in a new biopic pick, uh, the Seth Rogen story. Oh, really? And that uh, Tom is going to be playing. Uh, that's that is apparently why he's been hanging out with me. He is learning how to be a big, fat, dumb, stupid Canadian, so he can play Seth Rogen in the <laughs> biopic pick. <laughs> have to curl his hair though. Get a perm. Oh, they, they they'll take care of that. That's that's nothing. Uh, this is, this is the rumor I heard, so we'll have to keep up for that. I heard that from little TR, so take that for what it's worth. Oh, well, take it for what it's worth, then. A grain of salt. I continue to have to, for some reason, babysit Tom Robinson's youngest child. <laughs> I guess he, I guess he's got Tommy Rich, and I've got little TR. I guess that's how it's Yeah, working. that's true. Man, well, I got Bill Clinton, so, you know, Bill Clinton is uh, – Constantly having people coming over, and, and they're not attractive, so, you know. Yeah, but Bill, at least you know, Bill pays for his own hookers and blow, though. That's true. I'll give him that. You know, at least you got that. You know, Tommy Rich, from what I understand, is a real leech. You say something about getting fired up? <laughs> Anybody say something about, I don't have a credit card? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, poor, poor Rom Tomlinson. I oh Tom Tom Robinson is is apparently as I look at my uh, my uh, Facebook, Tom Robinson is online right now as as we oh, speak. Look out! Look out, the man. 
I don't know if he'll ever figure out that we're doing this. Probably. Well, actually, I I did post it in Twitter and on Facebook, so maybe he'll see it and go. Those bastards are doing a show and they didn't even invite me. I'll send him a message. Send him a message. Maybe I don't know what he's doing, but uh, maybe he's got. I want to oh, tell. Someone has called. Who is that that has just called us just now? I believe that is Lou. That's Lou. Big Lou. Sweet Lou. What's up, Lou? All right. Lou, Where's how's it going, buddy? Oh, no problem today. We're Great. we just uh, we're winging it tonight. So. Oh, nice. What what uh, what's right, on your so, mind today? All right, so I ju- I jumped in late. Uh, I assume you were on NBA, right? And oh no, anything you like. Oh, anything. Okay. Well, for starters, um, college uh, college football as the um, rankings were just released, and um, well, Ohio State showed who was boss yesterday, and they're moving up. So, uh, but is it too late for Ohio State? Do you think to you know make that final push? I mean, they're gonna play in the conference championship next week. If they win, do you think they'll uh, have a chance to get in the uh, in the race? Well, or is it too little, too late? Do you do you figure if if Ohio State uh, what are they got to play uh, what Northwestern I believe Northwestern okay so if they beat Northwestern who uh, actually has what snuck into the is what I think twenty twenty one I believe Northwestern is nineteen is that an, is that enough to get uh, to jump well, Oklahoma because Georgia's probably going to lose to Alabama correct oh no question. Okay, so that takes. Well, hold on. So that hold on. Takes, I mean, yeah, they'll lose, but they won't lose. Lose. I mean, it won't be right, a loss. but that, but that's going to make Georgia eleven and two. That's going to give them two losses. Um, right. If the question is, is how do they get past Oklahoma? That's the question. Oklahoma's yeah. got to lose. It, it, yeah, if for Ohio State to get there, I think Oklahoma's going to have to lose. Um, I mean, because you know, yeah. Michigan's now. Uh, Michigan is really, Michigan is done. Yeah, I really I knew Michigan. I, I <clears throat> excuse me. I knew Ohio State was going to win yesterday, but I didn't think it was going to be you know how it turned out. I thought Michigan was going to put up more of a fight. <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was pretty tough to watch. If you're I'm a Michigan guy, it was pretty tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, but uh, full full marks full marks to Ohio State. They they owned them. There was no question on who the better team was yesterday, Michigan, and that was definitely OSU. Michigan hasn't yeah. won in Columbus since 2000. Almost 20 well, years since they won a game in Columbus. Is that uh, 2000 or 2000 BC? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be 2000 BC. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Lou. How do you feel about uh, undefeated UCF? How do I feel at UCF? Well, very, very underrated. You know, they should be ranked higher, but. You know, the committee doesn't give, you know, that conference, you know, a fighting chance because they're not a power five top conference. And, you know, they get gypped every year, despite the fact they've had two undefeated seasons. You know, they're not getting the proper credit they deserve, which is a shame. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. But your quarterback now out, forget it. Yeah, they have no quarterback, so they're they're not going to win anything if they have to play. Uh, one of the big boys, but uh, I kind of akin them to a, to a, you know, uh, 
uh, NCAA basketball team who they just that school's just not known for being a powerhouse, uh-huh. and the committee just doesn't give them enough. They just don't get enough love. See, that's the thing with that's uh, the thing with the committee that you know really really bugs me. You're not giving you know the teams that should be there. You know, he's like, well, well, they don't they don't they're not a big school. They won't generate the money. So what? You know, it's an it's another argument though about. I mean, it's just you know, what do you do? You know, they've went from a champion, a national, from no game to a national championship game to a playoff, and mm-hmm. still somebody's always getting left out. There's just, there's just no way around it. You know, where do you, where do you draw the line? Oh well, no, we'll add two more teams. Okay, well now the number seven ranked team is crying because they don't get in. I mean, it's, I yeah, the system's flawed. I, I agree with you, but I don't really know how you fi- I don't really know how you fix it though either. Uh, here's how you fix it. Here's exactly how you fix it. I've been saying this, and John McAdam was on with me earlier in the year, and he disagreed. Right. You go eight teams. You go eight, and eight. you don't go anymore ever, ever. You leave it at eight. Eight is enough. You have the Power Five conference winners. I don't care how good or how bad the Power Five conference winners are. If you win the conference championship, you have every reason to be in a playoff. Then yeah. you take the three best at-large teams. So right now, UCF would get in. You would like let's just say, for example, we had it this year. You're looking at probably Alabama, Clemson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you take the winner of the Power Five conference might be Washington, probably yeah. Washington, probably because Washington State lost. Then you'll take um, uh, Oklahoma or Texas, either one, probably mm-hmm. Oklahoma. We'll just say. And then you'll take um, – I'm missing one. Big Big Ten, Ohio State. There's your power five. Yeah. All right, you've got your power five in there now. Now you take your three at-large bids. To me, that's going to be your uh, Notre Dame, who's an independent. You're going to take UCF, who's been undefeated for two years. And then the other one's a toss-up in the air. But if you can't crack the top eight, you have no room to grind. To me, UCF's getting the shaft because UCF. Yeah, so you, I, I you basically I, want to take that would work out being the top eight right now, except you're you're throwing Washington in there, uh, and you didn't get Georgia, and you didn't get Georgia in there somehow. Well, you could put Georgia um, in there. I had one spot left. You had so one you hole, so there you're basically you're kicking out Michigan and throwing in Washington, and I can I can agree with that because Michigan doesn't belong there. Well, Michigan didn't win their conference. That, that's no, they don't belong, no, they don't belong there. I, I agree. No. They lost to Notre Dame and to Ohio State. They, they, they had their chance, and they blew it, and that's how it works. Big time. So, and that still, to me, makes the games – that makes the regular season games important. It does. If you go to 16 like a lot of people want, that, that negates a lot of important regular season games. You keep it at eight, your regular season games are still important. You still have guys happen to win. You have to win. Every week, I would can. say by looking at the standings, then about the only team I could think that could maybe make a case for getting hosed might be Boise State, but they never play anybody. So I don't know how much strength of schedule you're going to throw you're going to throw into those other teams. But well, here UCF, yeah, but they're ranked a, in the top eight, so they're not. They're, you would getting them in there is not a problem. But here's my argument: if their quarterback's healthy. I think they should go in over Oklahoma, and they should go in over Ohio State. Yes. 
I, that's just oh, I agree. Uh, Everyone says strength of schedule this, strength of schedule that. Okay. Well, we hear a lot. Yeah, you hear a lot about that, but that's cool. You know, yeah. I've bitched about this for weeks. About, I mean, Alabama played the Citadel for Christ's sake. Exactly. Citadel. It's not, what a it's joke. not UPS' fault that they have to play in a subpar conference. That's just where it is and how it is. They're not. I mean, Al- Alabama does not seek out. Uh, very many high-ranked opponents to play during the year. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. UCF played Pittsburgh this season, a ranked team, mind you. Pittsburgh's a good team this year. Pittsburgh put the stomp down on Virginia Tech. Who played Notre Dame pretty damn close, and UCF beat Pittsburgh 45-14. They yeah. played East Carolina, who's typically a good team. They beat Navy, who, you know, Navy's no slouch. They gave Notre Dame all they could say grace over for a while. Cincinnati's a good football team. They beat Cincinnati. They beat South Florida, who's a good program. It's not like they're playing cupcakes. Yeah, they yeah they played Austin, you know Austin Pay and UConn and South Carolina State, but you know UCF I think has enough. Like last year, I can understand why they didn't get in. Okay, well, can you deny a team that's undefeated for two years on a national schedule? I just don't think you can. So you're you're right. They need a they need a something in the system that there's some kind of um, okay. Here's our here's our powerhouses that nobody's going to argue about. Like you know the first four or five, like you said, and then some kind of at large bids for those teams that, by virtue of their record, should get in but don't because they don't play in the right part of the country. That's what the NFL does. I mean, the NFL takes the winner of the conferences, no matter how good or bad they are. They have four conferences per uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> here you go. They right. the NFC. They got the four conferences. There's eight teams there. Then they get two wild cards. I think we. I think college football. You got five conferences. You give the five power conferences since. Everyone is insistent that the power conferences are good. All right, you get the five power conferences, an automatic bid. Because remember, a couple years ago, Ohio State got into the college football playoff, and they didn't even win their conference. To me, that's bullshit. You're going to get in, you need to win your conference. Yeah, and they could could easily uh, shorten uh, the regular season by a week to make up for one extra game in the playoff. That wouldn't be that bad. I mean, you could watch some of these cupcake games that, you know, like – these games that you don't even need, you know? and and every schedule's got them. They they all play teams that they have absolutely no business. Uh, like right. why they play, you know? The, like you say, it's it's the soft game to make the uh, to to pump up the numbers. Basically, yeah, but you get what the schedule gives you too. Yeah, and, and well, but yeah, I mean, if they're in your division or whatever, yeah, I mean, some of you got to play some of them. That I don't, I don't argue. But almost all the big programs travel out of their way, or have somebody come in that, like, you know, Clemson had played Furman College. I mean, do we really expect that Furman College is going to give Clemson any problems? I mean, good for Furman College, I guess, maybe that they get to come to Clemson and play football there, but. As far as the national rankings are concerned, I don't really see how that game bears any. Who cares? And yet well, Clemson will get you know, and yet Clemson will get gets credit for a win there when, uh, let's say, like yesterday, LSU gets 
gets punished because they lost to a top 25 team. In seven overtimes. In seven overtimes. And they dropped four spots. Not that they were going to get in anyway, but still. Luckily, you only dropped four spots, so consider that a blessing. Well, and then you can, and then you can look at it that way. Uh, Northwestern, for instance, I believe they won, and they dropped a spot. How do you drop a spot I, when you win? I don't. I don't know. How, how how do you go down a notch if you didn't lose? <laughs> West Virginia lost, and they moved up. And this totally bad. No, West Virginia. No, West Virginia dropped three spots to fifteen. Oh, did they? I thought they moved up. I'm sorry. No, but yeah, you know, Northwestern beat. Uh, I believe it was Illinois. Not that beating Illinois is any great feat, but they still won, and they they dropped a notch to twenty-one. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. basic, simple. Eight teams fixes every problem. Yeah, no, I think you I think you're onto something there. I think that's. Uh, I think we better phone the NCAA. I think we got it figured out. I mean, that, that does it. That fixes every problem that you have, and allows and allows you to be there and and have everyone's bases covered. And if anybody's got a gripe, it's like, oh, but we're a seven and three team. We should be no fuck you. Get out of here. You don't need to be in here. Seven and three doesn't deserve. No. Bad enough that you've only got to win six games to get in a bowl game. Yeah. It really is. Mind you, there's right. mind you, there's too many there's too many bowl games. That's a but that's a topic. I agree. We could that's we could do a whole show on the amount of bowl games that there shouldn't be. Yeah, once upon a time there was only seven. Oh, well, and they meant something. Now you know they've got the. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I I imagine that if you went and looked at the list, you could probably read out names and we'd all laugh at the sponsorship. Because some oh, of them, sure. but I guess you know too. I mean, it's about money, and it's about some of the smaller programs, I suppose, getting to play in bowl games. But the one I always laugh at is, uh, I think it's one of the first ones that's on, and it's in it's on Christmas Eve. And if Hawaii isn't in it, it's in. The, I think it's. I don't even know who sponsors it, but it's in Hawaii. And if Hawaii doesn't make that bowl, there's nobody there. You know they've got a bowl game on Christmas Eve, and there's there's two thousand people in a twenty thousand person stadium, and it's just which uh, totally game, which uh, bowl was it? Uh, Poinsettia. That might that might be. That seems I think that's one of the not old the Aloha Bowl, right? That they don't. Yeah, I don't even know if it's the Aloha Bowl anymore because I think it's even moved on from there. Hmm. That one seems like an old one too. Well, we've had you, doozies with um, you know some of the bowl games. I mean, they used to have what the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. Those were three of the biggies. Orange. Uh, the Orange Bowl. The then I'm in wasn't trouble really for... that big yet, but it was it was there. And then they started to uh, then, then it started had, to get crazy. Uh, Gator Gator Bowl. The Gator Bowl, the Citrus Bowl. See, like now, I'm I'm just looking. They, we we've got to uh, celebrate the Mercedes Benz. Celebration Bowl is December fifteenth. Right. Then we've got the then we've got the New Mexico Bowl on the on the fifteenth also. The right. Cure Bowl. <sighs> the Cure Las Vegas Bowl. I don't know. The Camella Camellia Bowl. <sighs> the New Orleans Bowl. The Boca Raton Bowl. The Frisco Bowl. 
the Gasparillo Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on December 21st. That's yeah. a biggie. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You did say Gasparillo. I thought you said. I thought you meant Sarsaparilla. I mean, the next. I mean, the next oh, well, the Sarsaparilla Bowl. That would make Sarsaparilla. more sense. I don't even know what a Gasparilla is. Yeah, it's in I Florida. Think meant, anyway. I think it meant Sarsaparilla. I think it's a misprint. Armed Forces Bowl, Dollar General Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl is the one I'm talking about. Right. Uh, that's not even on Christmas Eve this year. It's on the 22nd. Wow. Uh, the First Responder Bowl. Well, I think that's respectable. The, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Cactus Bowl, Independence Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, Texas Bowl, Music City Bowl, mm-hmm. Camping World Bowl. Oh, God. The Arizona Bowl, the Alamo Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Belk Bowl, the Orange Bowl, okay. fine, I'm all right with that one, and the Cotton Bowl, the San Francisco Bowl, the Military Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, Holiday, Gator, Orange, Outback, Citrus, Fiesta, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, that's it. We had a real doozy back in the uh, 70s and 80s that thankfully no longer exists. It's called the Don't Blue Bonnet Ball. Oh, brother. The Blue Bonnet. Yeah, I recall that. That's, that rings a bell. You name a bowl game after a Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Please. I'm surprised Paul did Mom didn't come up with one. Oh, no. Did we lose Nate Bush? No, Nate might be busily engaged in work activities. Anyway, we'll just He's keep going. He's probably coming up with a new bowl game. No. Oh. He, he he fainted at, at the Gasparilla Bowl. I put him down. Sorry about that, Nate. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's all crazy. Make a Sarsaparilla Bowl. It, it's all about money, and I, I I get that to a point. I understand that they're yeah, they're trying to make bucks and and all that, but still, it is a but little. But still, once upon a because I remember when we had seven bowl games in my lifetime. I've been around. I've been around a while. And they all used to be within a day or two of each other. Correct. You know, they were they were New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and usually maybe mm-hmm. one was on the second, and that was it. Well, the major ones. I mean, the minor ones were on like December twenty eighth and stuff. No, but they weren't from now. It's what from the fifteenth till January right. the fifth or something. I mean, it's crazy. Right. You know, they're not doing but don't the, forget, the games. But you also did not have a championship game, really. No, that is also true. You know. Oh, we left out. We left out the Sun Bowl. The Sun Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and that used to be in uh, Arizona. Tepe. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, Nate Bush is really... Way too many bowl games. There we are. Yeah, there is. Oh, hello, Nate. Hey! Nate has has returned. Um, Yeah, we've we've pretty much come to that conclusion from... Yeah, I mean, you know, what's left... Well, there again, it's, it's like, okay, what is the point of it if there's 50 of them and every one, Division One team in the universe gets in one? Yeah, it's I mean, sort it becomes, uh, shall we say, watered the down? Purpose. Yeah, I mean, at, at what point do you stop caring? I mean, what's the reason for watching them? Yeah, you got I mean, you got a bowl game that features two teams that are three and nine. Uh. <laughs> well, it's getting to that point. They have to be what? I think it's what? you gotta, you got to be six and six. You got to be six and six to get there. But even that, 
I mean, you know, because, you know, the purpose, you know, okay, let me let me think back a bit now. All right, there was a time when, well, actually, you did allow uh, teams that had seven hundred records that were in bowl games. Uh, this was before overtime invented, and they stopped that so that they wouldn't have um, teams with losing records going to bowl games. Now, with all these expanding bowl games, you're going to have these teams that are like below five hundred and still get in. Well, and it used to be by bid, also. That's true. Now it's all predetermined, uh, except for the championship part. You know, wherever right. you finish in your division is, you know, they, you've, they've got you a slot in the in the games. And now, uh, back in the day, it didn't work that way. Uh, uh, you know, you would see quite often uh, in the Rose Bowl, in particular, you'd see USC or UCLA or somebody from the West Coast would be in it all the time. Yeah. Because they wanted, you know, somebody to watch the game. And that's back to back when uh, the television rating was important, but it wasn't as report- important as it is now. Where they yeah. were more about getting more about getting tickets, you know, they wanted to fill up the the stadium. And of course, there was one that was made up on an episode of Coach that I found out kind of a, kind of amusing though. <laughs> Coach, yeah. I love that show. Pineapple ball. Gotta give credit because they did use Al Michaels in the episode, so we gotta give him a little bit of credit. Al Michaels, the man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can remember, like, I would watch, uh, like, and too, living in Canada, I mean, I never saw any college football during the year. Then all of a sudden, these games were on, and I, I mean, I didn't know, you know, okay, who are these teams? Oh, it's Nebraska against, you know, whoever. They didn't tell us in Canada? No, not the bowl games we got, but you never got anything else. Oh, okay, so you didn't have any regular season uh, right, so I mean, you didn't. I mean, they could have put anybody out there, and I wouldn't have been any of the. And it wasn't something that they really covered in the national, you know, in the newspaper, or you know, you didn't get the college football scores on television or anything like that. Um, it was hmm. until that time of year, because I guess really that was the the only games that mattered, because whoever won one of those was probably going to be the national champion. Yeah, well, I guess it's the same for us because you know. Um, until ESPN came along, we didn't get Canadian football. Well, you're not really missing a whole lot there. Speaking of which, the Great Cup is on today. Oh, yeah, the game is on. Oh, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, the Great Cup is on, but it should be just. I imagine it. I would think it's probably over by now. Yeah, um, I think it, it started at uh, six this evening. So well, yeah, I was going to say it started at four here. So. Uh, what we got going on? I can tell well, you. Well, are you on the east coast of Canada or? No, I'm on the west coast, so I'm even oh, further okay, out cool. of touch. Uh, not that far west. I'm in Alberta, so. Cal- okay, Calgary. Yeah, that's close. But uh, uh, Calgary is actually winning the Grey Cup, 24-14. It's only in the third quarter. So, so I think <laughs> uh, any chance you follow the Calgary Flames? Uh, I know a lot about the Calgary Flames. Yes, indeed. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm Tim, actually well, um, I'm actually further north than that. Tim's uh, an Oilers fan. No, I'm not an Oilers fan either. I hate <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're from Calgary, don't go for Edmonton. No, 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 no. I'm not from Calgary. I'm not from Edmonton either, but those are the two closest. Uh, I'm even right. further north than, than both of those, but yeah. 
those are the two closest franchises to me. So. Right. You don't want to mess with that. <laughs> but, um, um, well, well, if you live in Alberta, you, you cheer for one of the two usually. But I'm old enough that I those two teams did not exist when I was a young man. I'm actually a Toronto Maple Leafs fan because that was uh, well, that was the closest <laughs> team when I was a kid. It was them or the Montreal. I know, I know, but your but uh, your um, Leafs are also one of our top rivals. Uh, well, that depends on who who are you. Your Rangers. Your, uh, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Rangers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they've had a few slugfests. Yeah, see, yeah, I, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Rangers fan. Uh, particularly yeah. can't stand. Particularly can't stand that Swedish goaltender years. Mm. Yeah, and of course uh, the Leafs <laughs> though will be up for remember for having one of the dirtiest players of all time in that on that team. Um, they've had a few. I yeah. think you know who it is. <laughs> Well, I go back quite a ways, so I mean you're probably referring to Ty Domi. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm even older than that. I'm thinking Tiger Williams. And uh, his son is uh, no prince either. No, but he's a much, much, much better hockey player. That's true. And but he, he also has you know, the same kind of temper as his father. I mean, Ty was and is. Uh, well, as we call him up here, that a was an animal. he's a knuckle dragger. Yeah, I would agree with you. Ugh. He'd be much better <laughs> suited for uh, playing on the oh, I don't know, offensive or defensive line of a football team. I think he'd be more uh, appropriate for maybe like cage wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you might not be far off. He's an interesting fellow, that's for sure. I take it yeah. you guys send him Christmas cards, Lou. I rather would dart his picture and send my Christmas card. Although you've got to wonder about a, if you live in a state that uh, has the New Jersey Devils and, and probably you want to talk about one of the dirtiest hockey players who ever played, definitely played for the New Jersey Devils. And that would be Scott Stevens. Ah, come on! I don't think it was, I don't think it was that dirty. Well, uh, if he played in this, well, he wouldn't play in this era at all. He'd have been thrown out already. I mean, he was no angel, but... What's that, Nate? They were talking goons, huh? Uh, Well, no, he wasn't a goon, per se. No, not a goon. Nah, I'm I'm pulling pulling Lou's leg. He he played in a time when the hits, kind of hits he made back when he played were perfectly acceptable, and they're not anymore. He wouldn't be able to play now. No. But uh, but that goes for a lot of guys from back in that era. So too old. He would. Uh, too, uh, that's back when you could hit a guy in the head and nobody cared. That was just a clean hit. And now yeah, now you know, they him in the swung. Well, now you can't hit anything. I mean, if you body check him at all, if you if you body check a guy and he hits the boards, they go crazy. It's just like, well, that's what the boards are for. Incidentally, I'm <laughs> viewing a Devils game right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but, but no, it's I, like I, everything I, I else. Have, that... I have a, a Devils game on right now, actually. Oh yeah, they're playing the uh, who are they, who are they playing tonight? Lightning. And they were and it was what three to one, four to five one. Five one. It still is. Oof. 
Yeah, Tampa Bay's a pretty good team though, so you can't you can't feel too bad about Devils started out okay, but over the last over like the last uh month they have really um you know, faltered quite often. Well their goaltending came back to Earth. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, uh, he was playing really, really well and now he's sort of kinda of went back to what he was and the other guy Schneider hasn't got his act back together yet, so until that happens might be some long nights in the Devilville. Want to bring back Marty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nate, my friend, are you getting yeah. bored with the hockey talk? Absolutely not. I find it intriguing. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad somebody finds me intriguing. Yeah. Nobody's bringing up the pins and their awesomeness, but, you know. You the just see what I do on been, my show. Uh-uh. The pens haven't been particularly awesome. That's why. That shows yeah. how much I've been watching this season. They, uh... They uh, unfortunately, um, well, I guess it depends on whether you like them or not. They, uh, as Mr. Crosby goes to, so go the Penguins. Yeah. He plays yeah. good, they do all right, and if he doesn't, they lose. It's getting to be that Very simple good. with them. You should see what you should see what I do on my show. Uh, I'm a victim of location. I root for the Penguins and I root for the Blue Jackets in Columbus. Blue yeah, jacket, the, the Blue Jackets right? are, are doing all right. They're holding in there. Okay. Uh, despite their coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like, but you know, you guys. Like, I still think you feel sorry for the for um, Phoenix. For Phoenix. That's a joke. Oh, 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 see, well, you say Phoenix. I, okay, yeah, Arizona. All right. Well, I I still concern the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, they uh, although they're not even bringing up the basement this year. That's uh, uh, the Kings are. I'm so convinced. The, the Kings, while well, they may end up there, you might be right. Um, uh, but but L. A. doesn't have much this year. Good. They're 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 pretty sad. Uh, they got no goalies. <laughs> not a Kings fan, Lou. Not since Gretzky left. Oh God, Gretzky! Great I one. You, are you in love with Connor McDavid too? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm in love with him, but I, I like the guy. Good hockey player. Can't argue that. These are names. On our side. <laughs> I know he's going to be the next NHL's greatest darling, but you know he's made a name for himself. He tends to. I haven't seen him do a whole lot of whining, unlike no. most of the superstars. So I'll I'll give him credit for that. And I'm not an Oilers fan. I I would like to see the Edmonton Oilers. They could lose every game, mm. and I'd be and I'd be quite content. You know, I but, actually uh, I will give credit uh, where credit is due. Back in the glory days of that of the '80s, um, I actually got a chance to hear some um, of the Oilers games on radio. Well, that must have really been something on the radio. It was bad enough to have to watch it in person. Oh. Uh, well, the, the thing was that I had a very, had a very weird signal uh, on the AM band. I was able to pick up um, Edmonton Oilers games. I'm like, this I got to hear. Do you, so, to, you know, so if I were to say the name Rod Phillips to you, that would mean something to you? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Now, he would be, We're he talking been, 30, 35 years ago. Yeah, he would have been the he would have been the announcer. 
He'd have been the play-by-play guy. I can't remember the announcer the offhand. It was on radio, and it, you know, it wasn't. It was 100 percent clear. But what I was able to pick up, you know, I, I did, you know, hear. I did hear it. So. Yeah, well, you know, that, if people that's, had to work, if people had to work to get sports coverage, like you know, you used to have to work to get sports coverage. Sports wouldn't be very popular anymore. Right. Well. I mean, back in the day, I mean, Canada anyway, it was hockey. You would get a bit of NFL coverage now and then, and you'd get a bit of baseball. Uh, we, know, I don't ever remember getting anything for basketball coverage because nobody, it just it wasn't did. relevant. It just wasn't relevant. There was no team. Nobody really cared any more than most of the United States didn't care about Hockey, you know the east, a little bit in the not upper true, east coast area. Well, nobody nobody cared about hockey in Florida or right, until okay. there was a team. Until there was did. teams there. Yeah, the east, you know, there was in the New York, Michigan, those parts of the world. Yeah, sure, they were hockey centers all the time, but that was all just in that one little area. Nobody in Arizona right. gave a, you know, they didn't. Arizona didn't cover the. Well, I'm not sure they cover the Coyotes now. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it was, they still had some games on local TV stations, you know, back then. But the national picture, uh, no, it was it. Yeah, I mean, it never, just never no got reason it, to it do didn't it anywhere until the mid nineties. I mean, you like went from, from uh, you know the the Edmonton Oilers franchise in seventy. Uh, I can't remember exactly seventy seven or seventy eight was worth twenty million dollars. And you know, forty uh, years, US you know, thirty years later, it's worth you know hundreds of millions. I mean, that's how sports has changed in yeah. you know the past thirty years. So you know, you got you've got yeah, you know, and you've got football franchises like what do they say? The Cowboys are worth you know billions. Four point three billion. I mean, that's just insane. Some people think I'm saying. You know, Bobby Orr paid uh, didn't make a hundred thousand dollars a year playing hockey. No, you know, probably probably the, the greatest hockey player who ever lived, and he never even came close to making the kind of money that uh, you know. Hell, there's guys that are making a hundred thousand dollars a game now. Hmm. That, yeah, we're talking, such we're life talking and, what forty forty five years ago. Right? Yeah, but even uh, you know the guys I watched growing up in the mid eighties. Like uh, you know, you're a, you're a Toronto hater. Like Daryl Sittler got traded, yeah. got traded from Toronto to Philadelphia mm. because he wanted more than a hundred thousand dollars, and the Leafs would not pay it. And he was their best player, and they would not uh. give him that money, so they traded him. You know, that's just can you? Know, I mean, you can't imagine that happening now. I mean, now it's like okay, no. you know, the best player on the team gets the he gets the bank, and we. We worry about uh, trying to fit in everybody else under the cap. I mean, that's how it works now. Yes. But then back then, and then back then there was no cap either, and the Maple Leafs were rich. They could have paid him whatever they wanted to. And still, <laughs> yeah, I know. But let's move on from hockey to something else before we bore okay. everybody to death. Sorry. Yeah, well, you're not boring. No, well, I'm not bored by it, but I know a lot of people are not. The hockey fans, so like Nate fell asleep again. See, 
Eric's going to bugle. Uh, he's actually, uh, full disclosure, he's at work, so he's probably going oh, back okay. and forth doing He's probably going back and forth doing something. Uh, so what else could we yak about? Uh, football, what did you think of the Cleveland Browns smashing the Cincinnati Bengals? I was actually in shock. <laughs> I think a lot of people were. <laughs> the question, the question well, you know, I, I, I know, lead I, to is, is, you figure is they how does Marvin Lewis have a job you can't do worse than 0-16. So you only no, have this to go is up. true, but 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 how, how does Marvin Lewis have a job tomorrow? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be enough. No, but how does he have one after getting cr- crushed by one of the worst teams in the league? How does he keep his job? Yeah, I wonder that myself. I mean, he's not John Gruden. He he's not John Gruden, where he's loved loved by ownership. Go back to broadcasting. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. That's where he should go. But I mean, I understand why he doesn't get fired. You know, his yeah. ownership loves him, and they've given him the big fat contract, and he's going to be there until, you know, they could go zero and sixteen, and he'd still be there. Well, I'm not well, one this to way. Say I told you so with this Gruden um, thing. I told everybody that would listen how shit of a coach Gruden was going to be. Well, he's not only a bad coach; he's a shitty general manager, as he continues to trade away. I mean, uh, Amari Cooper was what uh, ten catches for 180 yards and two DD, two touchdowns with a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. boy, so, great trade, John. And then Khalil Mack, who's probably like maybe the best defensive player in football, either him or Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, <clears throat> he's tearing it up in Chicago. They're the best team in the NFC North this year. Nobody saw that coming. But yeah, John Gruden, buddy. Way to trade. As we said, I mean, it's one thing to it's one thing to trade them away, but when all you trade them away is for draft picks, um, you're working on the assumption that those draft picks are going to be as good as the guys you traded away, and I don't think that's the case this year. I mean, I don't think you can draft. I don't think you're going to draft a Khalil Mack with one of those picks. I just don't think it's going to happen. I will give you my first pick for the next three years if I can have Khalil Mack right now. Right now. That dude is I might so think about it. Depending on that, the team you're you know, depending on what team we're talking about, I might I might do that. He's so good and people don't realize he's got fresh legs. Khalil Mack didn't start playing football until his senior year of high school. It's not like yeah. he's worn his body out over the years playing football. Lil Max Young, and he hasn't, and he's, you know, he's played at Buffalo. And all I know, all I know is when you when you trade away a guy that's as good as him, and then the next week you go on national television and go, geez, I wish we had a pass rusher. Well, you had one. Yeah. You you traded them away. What are you talking about? You wish you had one. You did the same thing in Tampa. Everybody wants to sing his praises because he got a Super Bowl in Tampa. Tony Dungy won that Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. Well, he built a team, I guess. But and then they I'll give credit where credit is right. due. Not not everybody can 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 coach a suit to a team to a Super Bowl winner, obviously, because not that many do it. But still, overrated is still overrated. Uh, you're going to have to hold down the fort for a minute, Nate. I got somebody at my door. Okay. I hope it's, I'll be I hope right it's back. Not. 
Over the prostitute. Uh, <laughs> me too, but we'll see. <laughs> so, Lou? Yes. What do you think about John Gruden, my friend? Like I said, send him back to the broadcast booth. Should he even go back there? Because I don't even think he's that good of a broadcaster. He annoyed me. I think Jason Witten's a better broadcaster. Yeah, he may have something there. I never cared for Gruden as a broadcaster. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I watched John Gruden take a Super Bowl team that was just massive and monstrous and watched him run out the best defense in football and we we got rid of everybody, and then we wondered why we couldn't do anything ever again. He doesn't have an eye for quarterbacks. The best quarterback to ever play for him was Rich Gannon, for God's sake. And and people want to crown him as, like, the best coach ever. He's not that good of a coach. Never. I don't know. That's just – as a guy that had to deal with him for years, and I don't wish it on anybody, and Oakland fans, you know, they thought they had something. He cut Bruce Irvin just for no reason. Like, he just let him go. Didn't even get a pick out of him. He's like, all right, we're just done with this guy. And Bruce Irvin's a hell of a done. Speaking of done, uh, do you think it's going to be over this year for uh, Todd Bowles of the Jets? He doesn't have a lot to work with, let's be honest. No. Uh, if anybody should get fired, I was listening to you two talk, Marvin Lewis should be the guy getting fired. And I, I'm stunned that he actually kept his job as long as he has. To go that long without a playoff win and still have your job is insane. Uh, yeah, I would think so. But the Bengals apparently – he must have photos of, like, the owner of the Bengals in a compromising position or something. That's the only thing I can think of. This yeah. makes no sense. But I, I don't understand. I don't understand why he's still there. And all my Bengals – you know, where I live in West Virginia, I have a lot of friends that are Bengals fans. They don't understand it either. You know, they were calling for his head at the beginning of the year even. They said, you know, he's a horrible coach. And they said, why is he still here? We don't understand. So, I can understand the frustration there. But I think the Jets, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you want to run them out. But the Jets, honestly, they just don't have anything. They have – you know, Isaiah Crowell at running back, their best receiver is Robbie Anderson. Uh, yes. Which, Anderson's not bad, but, like, to me, that's not the guy that I'm going to, like, put faith in to build my franchise at receiver. Um, if anything, I'm – you know, I like the Darnold pick. I thought that was a good pick when they got him. Um I don't know. You just, the worst thing is they, they just have no defense, really, and their offensive line's been kind of shoddy all season. Yeah, I've noticed that. But So you're a, a Jets fan? Yes. I'm sorry. Guilty as charged. Well, I, I'm from West Virginia, so uh, you're welcome for the Chad Pennington years. Uh, <laughs> I had a choice. Oh, yeah. You know, he got booed. They booed the hell out of that kid at the draft that year because everybody wanted Ricky Williams. But I think they actually made the right choice, hindsight being what it is. Ricky who? Ricky Williams. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the cops were at my door. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were wondering if I'd seen what was left of Markel Fultz's career. <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that poor yeah. guy. We won't go in. We won't go into that. That poor man. No. No, no. That's too cruel. I've, I, I'm starting to feel for the guy. I really am. Yeah, I, I think there's something else I'll going on. Another bust. I'll tell you who's not feeling for him. That's Tom Robinson. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, I'm aware. Well, there's two. No, there's two ways of looking at it. As as a basketball player, I don't feel sorry for him. As a dude. Just as a guy, I feel sorry. Yeah. Same way I do for whatever's going on with the Dwight Howard nonsense, um, yeah. whatever's going on with the Carmelo Anthony stuff, whatever yeah. it is, I feel sorry. Don't for send them guys. back here, please. Yeah, right, but, but but that's the but that's the basketball side of things. Just as people, I feel sorry for them because I think some of them are getting getting advice and uh, people whispering in their ears that do not have their best interests at heart. And are screwing them over, but that's we'll talk about that on Wednesday. But uh, I'm what time are we on Wednesday? What's that? What time are you on Wednesday? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Oh, good. I'm done with. I'm just done with my show by then. Thank goodness. There'll be some ripping and some roaring come Wednesday night about basketball-related affairs. Um, I don't right. plan on getting too deep into the Dwight Howard situation, by the way. So uh, I feel that's a uh, that's a personal topic for a guy, and you know, I don't want to get into it for that part of it. Uh, there again, we're 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 talking about the basketball, uh, yeah, whatever effects it has on that. As far as his personal life, I I could give two screws about that. I don't care. That's exactly yeah. right. That, that to me is is not that's not the story. No. The story is whatever it's doing to his basketball. It, it could be, um, without getting into you know, it could be Dwight Howard has fourteen prostitutes, and only fourteen. That was higher than that. Well, whatever. Well, and they were all there. You know, he was doing the Tiger Woods thing. Okay, yeah. I don't really care if that's what he's doing, but if it means he's not playing well, right, or he gets booted off his team or whatever, then that's what I care about. What he does off the court, I. Hey, that reminds we know, we me. Know, um, we know way too much about, about what you all heard these about the event do. that took place on Friday with Woods and Mickelson, right? You know, yeah. I saw it was I saw it was on my pay per view, and I I laughed that they thought I was going to give them thirty bucks to watch that. Yeah. You know, I actually watched. I'm not. Them. I, I'm not a big golf guy, but I don't know if I would have paid thirty bucks when they were both relevant. And they certainly are right. now. Because so, uh, Turner said they were going to give refunds to the people who actually uh, paid the 19.99 because uh, there was a free streaming available. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, that's so all. They got screwed. Um, you, you know, I watched part of it. You'll never, you'll never believe who I watched it with. Actually, um. Uh, your significant other? No. You remember You remember a former ECW heavyweight champion, the Sandman? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, I watched it with what? him. <laughs> you know him? Well, 
I work at a local wrestling federation, and Sandman just oh, so okay. happened. Okay, okay, figures. He came in this this Friday, right? Unbeknownst yeah. to me, Sandman is a huge golf fan. Did not know that. He had been watching the stream. He had the stream pulled up, and he had to, and he was at the building and couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi. So I helped him out and hooked him up to the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. So he and I watched a lot of this together, and I did not know that Sandman was a huge golf fan, but he's a huge golf fan, and we uh, yeah, we had fun. Well, yeah. cool. so they're trying to offer. The, I don't know what um, that you know, says about refund. you and or the Sandman, but <laughs> I like golf. But I'm just glad I don't so mind golf when it means uh, something. Like I, I really enjoy like the Ryder Cup. Man, oh, yeah. there's some hate because there's some hate going on there, uh, the and I like that part of it. I don't really I'm, care to tune in on Thursday to watch the. Buick International, where it really don't you know give me it's got to be like the U.S. Open or you know one of the majors give me give me right. something like that then I then I don't mind the but Masters how you could just I watch love the Masters yeah. I kind of watch the the Masters, how you could yeah. just watch golf because it's Thursday and it's you know it's the Arizona Open on Thursday and there's no names in the tournament and yeah if it's the big boys and it means something then then I, I'm on board with that oh, oh the I, I pay attention to. I'll agree with yeah, you. I'm not it. sure I could watch uh, it all Masters. four rounds, all four days, but but I'll, I'll the British be... Open. I'll pay attention to. Yeah, well, that's but that's that's news. I mean, and then when you think well, what those guys are getting paid, you know, the guy that wins that baby, getting a nice big heavy check, and that's worth. Yeah. Talking about. I actually went to a major one time. I went to the uh, the U.S. Open uh, in Louisville in 2014. And that was a good yeah. time. Oh, it was a blast. Who Loved won? it. Uh, Rick, uh, Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. <laughs> that was the year that on Sunday there was four guys in contention. Uh, I want to say it was like Henrik Stevenson, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, and McIlroy, and they all four played the 18th hole yeah. together. And that was like the only time that's ever been done. To beat the rain. Uh, they tried to beat the rain. See, I thought when you said you'd been to a major that maybe you had uh, saw Major Applewhite play at the, in Texas or something. <laughs> no, can't say I've done that. But yeah, like, actually, I enjoyed mm. golf. I'm a, I'm a big Ricky Fowler fan, so uh, I, I pull for Ricky. He never wins the majors, but, I, you know, one day it's going to happen. I, uh, I can't remember when. what the guy's name is. I know he was in the Ryder Cup and he played a he played quite a bit with Tagger and he he's really got a um as an American guy obviously. Uh I can't remember his name though, but he 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 really likes to taunt the fans. And I really enjoy that that he doesn't mind if they you know, they give him a hard time. It's one of the things I hate about golf that somehow you you can't swing a golf club unless it's totally silent. Eh, I got to concentrate. Yeah, and shooting free throws doesn't involve concentration. Can you imagine how boring a basketball game would be if during free throws everybody had to be quiet? I'd actually, ma- I actually think being quiet makes it harder, in my opinion. Yeah, 
It, actually, it might be. Because Plus, then if it's your opponent, you know, you want to try and distract them anyway. <laughs> All right, so here's the scenario. At the next, uh, at the next Timberwolves game, uh, Nate, the, the opposition goes up to shoot a free throw. The crowd is totally silent. Silent, and all the Wolves players turn their backs to the to the basket. Does he make Does he make the two shots? With the way the with the way the team is playing this year, that's not out of the realm of possibility. It might it might be wise to think about implementing it. Well, actually, they did win last night, so I'm not too mad. Had a nice win over uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins combined for 35 points. Carl Anthony Towns had 35. Wiggins had zero. So I see the uh, the Sixers hung on and won tonight. <sighs> Jimmy Butler hit a three at the buzzer. I heard he was going to change his Friday. name to. I heard he was going to change his Butler. name to Jimmy Plantation Owner. <laughs> Let's say Lou. He hit one tonight against Brooklyn. Oh yeah. He's been playing good. I mean, say what you want about the. There's another case where the man, Jimmy Butler, I don't care too much for, but what he gets done on a basketball court uh, so far, can't, can't argue with what he's uh, – oh, I won't argue that he's a great player. He is yeah, a great player. Can't argue with what he does out on the hard court, that's for sure. 34 tonight, I see. Five of six from three-point land, can't argue with that. He's got to do something. I mean, hell, he's really all they got outside of him being so – yeah, the two of them had what sixty sixty six tonight between the two of them. Yes. And everybody else just kind of sprinkles them in. The great T.J. McConnell. Yeah, baby. T.J. McConnell, yeah. who gets all the Philly love because <laughs> he ain't Fultz. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> poor Fultzy. Oh, so, poor Fultzy. Somebody yeah, asked me. Somebody asked me a question the other day. If you had to pick right now, who do you think is going to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl? Now, most obvious choices are the Rams and the Saints. If you had to pick between them, who would you take? Rams. Yeah, you know, I, I, I might not disagree with that. I, see, I went with the Rams. I thought the Rams were the pick. But remembering head-to-head earlier in the season, the Saints did beat the Rams. Yeah, but I I, 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 no, I, I, I thought I heard Bears out of Lou. Rams. Or did you, or did my you brother, say Rams? My brother would say Bears, not me. My brother would. See, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that the Bears – the Bears might surprise people. They may sneak their way in there. They better hope it's that the Bears shot, but it's possible. home field advantage. And like, they better hope that the Bears don't go on a tear and end up with home field advantage. Because playing in Chicago in January, oh hell! Yeah, that well, that's what I'm. That's kind of what I got on my mind. Is that 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 could really uh, slow down that uh, dome passing attack that those other two teams have got going on. Well, the Rams play outside, but they're in L.A., so it's warm. But yeah, but they might as well be in the Dome. But yeah, For all that imagine, matters. Can you imagine? Well, I think the Bears, you know, if it ended today, the Bears would be probably a three or four seed. They wouldn't be – they'd get the first game at, at home, but then they'd have to go on the road. 
So, you know, if you're New Orleans and, and L.A., you got to think. Well, you know, we'll, we'll find out because the Bear, the Rams will uh, got to play the Bears yet this year. So we'll see what kind of a – and that's in Chicago. So we'll see what kind of a uh, – how that pans out. Maybe we'll learn something there. But, I mean, the only thing I know is after watching the game last week, I mean, that was a hell of a game between the Rams and the Chiefs. But, boy, they're going to have to find more defense than that if they want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't think that uh, giving up 50 points is going to get the job done. Uh, No. So, uh, now that, I mean, granted, those were – two pretty exceptional offenses we're talking about there, but I, mean, I don't know. There's always, there's always somebody, and I hate to say it, but you can't rule out those goddamn Patriots. They as look much good. As I, mean, no, okay, I wish we could. Yeah, I mean, that's not NFC, but you, you just, I just can't rule out that if New England somehow manages to get to the Super Bowl, and they may. Again. Again. Uh, you know, like I said, I've I've had enough of Tom. I'm not a a Patriots Tom Brady hater. I've just had enough of the Patriots. Period. I am. I just don't want them to be there anymore. It's time for somebody else to be to get up there, and then then Brady needs to. Uh, yeah, you were great. You guys, you won all that. Wonderful. Now go die somewhere, please, and let somebody else be part of it. And do yeah, what you want about it. Look damn good today. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I mean you you just can't you just can't rule them out. They just come out. He just when they need to win, they win. And they're about the best team coming off a of bye week that you'll ever see. Gronk's healthy. They've got you know Michelle got a little banged up today, but James White, Julian Edelman looks like he's at full strength. Hard to bet I mean, against they've them. Got, now. Uh, they've got the uh, they've got a pretty easy schedule. I mean, they got the Vikings and the Steelers, but the way the Steelers played today, I, I don't know. Uh, their last two weeks of the season are Buffalo and New York Jets. So there's nothing there. They could take it easy going into the playoffs. They got first place wrapped up already, so they're gonna, you know, they got their division wrapped up already. So they should walk into the playoffs in pretty good shape. And, and you know, that's one that's, thing that nobody ever really talks about. But you know, just New England always, and this has been the case since. You know, 2000. They've never really been challenged for that division. No. In, it. in a long time. I mean, the Jets, God love them, but they're horrible. The, the Jets Bills have been the Bills. The yeah. Bills have been horrible forever, and the Dolphins have been horrible forever. As long as New England has been good, those three teams have been bad. And it, it just seems like eventually one of those teams has got to get better. But it's well, never I mean, Miami, Miami hasn't been good since uh, uh, Dan Marino left. Buffalo hasn't been any good since, well, I'm not sure they've ever been any good. Even when they got to the Super Bowls, they managed to lose them all. They haven't been good since Jim Kelly. And the Jets, well, I don't know. They haven't been good since Joe Namath. Namath. Sorry, I Luke. mean, they just – yeah, I mean, I, I, uh-huh. hate to throw, I hate to throw shade on the Jets because I like the Jets. I much prefer the Jets nice. to the Giants. But they just – you know, like you say, were, were you talking about – I thought I heard the name Chad Pennington. Yeah. 
<laughs> says a lot. It does, hey, doesn't it? Good. Says a lot. <laughs> I mean, like I could probably I could probably pile on and throw a few more at you there, but because they've had do? some doozies at the at the quarterback position. And a lot of uh, a lot of guys who were going to come in and save the New York Jets, and then it was just the same old pain. Oh, on here, I'm gonna I'm gonna check something out. If I'm not mistaken, I think the last now this is just off my head. I think the last time that New England lost the AFC East may have been 2002. You could be right. I mean, you look at the, to throw some shade on the poor uh, New York Jets. Well, let me throw these names at you: Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien. Oh yeah. And then there's Chad Pennington, Chad Pennington, Brooks Bollinger. How about that one? And of course, there's the Sanchez years. Ah, Geno Smith. There's another powerful name. Another West Virginia guy. But I was wrong. The Miami Dolphins won the division in 2008. The Jets won it in 2002, and the Dolphins okay, won it in 2000. That's 10 years ago already. Well, remember, the. <laughs> And they're probably going to win it this year. So you're looking at a team in 18 years that's lost the division twice. Twice. They're, no, they're, they're, they are definitely been a dynasty. There's no two ways around it. I mean, Tom Brady is, you know, he's never going to go down in the, the conversation as, oh, my God, what an arm. Or flashy, because he's not. He's just solid. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and he is money on those, you know, eight, ten-yard routes. He he's superb at those. Speaking of which, did you see uh, Philip Rivers set the record today for most completions in a row with twenty-five? I think Philip Rivers is the most underrated quarterback in football. He was twenty-five of twenty-five and finished the game twenty-eight out of twenty-nine. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In Philip Rivers' entire career, name me a wide receiver that he's had that's been worth a damn. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'll, I'm just going to stay here and wait. Uh, well, I guess, first of all, we're going to have to set the uh, what are the parameters of worth a damn. Uh, name me a good Chargers wide receiver in the past since Rivers was drafted. Uh, can I – will do a tight ends count? If, uh, other than Antonio Gates. Yeah, because I was going to say Gates. Gates um, is the only receiver that dude has had in his career. He has Keenan Allen, who's a good receiver, but he's always hurt. He's only had, like, maybe two or three healthy years. Like, this guy was getting the Chargers to the playoffs with Malcolm Floyd, Eddie Royal. I mean – Eddie Royal. I mean, he probably threw more passes to Ladalian Tomlinson than he did to some of his wide receivers. Exactly. Like, that's what I mean. His, his wide receiver, he, he's not had a good wide receiver in a long, like, maybe his whole career. Maybe he had, like, two you know, I first. That's not a team I, I really know that much about, i got to be honest, especially Honestly, back in the day. They are, they're kind of um, hidden. Because they always get to the playoffs and choke because they don't have a good receiver. 
That's right. I mean, you've gotta you've gotta have a, a short guy, and you've gotta have somebody. Even if he never catches the ball, you've gotta have somebody like you know T.O. or Randy Moss or somebody along those lines who can go run that deep route and pull that defense apart. They never have had that. And if you don't have one, well, you become the you know look at look at the difference. I mean, and again, I know not not many people are Cowboys fans. But you look at the difference between the first few games of the season when they did not have any deep threat and now and how different that makes their offense because you, you can't sit on those short routes or the run anymore because if well, you do, deep, you're, you're going to get blasted. Well, the deep threat also ties up the free safety as well as the corner. So that's, that's kind of yeah, like – but if you don't have one – it's kind of like when uh, you know, it's like when Fultz was uh, shooting, or Ben Simmons has go, got the ball behind the, the three-point arc, and the defense just goes about their business. Just stands there and says, "Shoot, go ahead." Yeah, have at her. Uh, we're not really that worried about you. If you can make this, we'll we'll let you because we know you're not going to do it very often. Well, right. all that. You know, I brought up a list of great San Diego Chargers receivers. And yeah. uh, I have to say that even the great ones who are, who are there calling great, half of them I don't know. <laughs> and how many of them have well, been there since, like, 2000? Yeah, and they're all pre, you know, who the hell's Gary Garrison? Exactly. And Gary the Ghost Garrison was the, you know, 10 years, one of the Chargers' great receivers. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I guess he's there right now. No, he's not there anymore, never, Vincent Jackson. Well, he did have Vincent I remember Vincent Jackson because he came and played in Tampa for a while. And Vincent Jackson had a good Because uh, I wanted to say that guy I thought was pretty good, and I think he might have played for the Chargers for a while, was Kellen Winslow. No, but I think he was he a tight played, end. He was a tight end. He played for – I know he played for New York for a while, didn't he, Lou? Uh, yes, he did. And he played for Tampa, he was too. A pretty, I, I think he was uh-huh. a pretty decent set of hands, I, I seem to recall. I remember. Played for the Browns, for sure. But I thought he did a little stint in in uh, San Diego. I could be wrong about that, but Keenan McCardell played in San Diego for a while. He wasn't bad. But yeah, like Vincent Jackson, the best receiver Philip Rivers has ever had. And what's that say? So Philip Rivers, to me, most underrated quarterback in the game. He always had a good arm. He could always sling him. I know that much. Uh, if you take Philip Rivers and you put him in New York where he actually got drafted before Eli Manning threw a fit, um, I think Philip Rivers brings more than two championships to the Giants, in my opinion. I don't think – I think Eli Manning's nowhere near as talented as Philip Rivers. It's just Eli's always had more help. Uh, I, Eli Manning, to me, is severely overrated. I think he won two. I I have no issue. He won two Super Bowls, and you can't take that away from him. I no argument. But he's another guy. Like if you want to talk about pass, I mean, to me, being a quarterback is about throwing the ball and a passer, and he's not that great a passer, in my opinion. Normally, those years that they win Super Bowls, he's always had a decent running back to kind of fall back. I think of when we talk in quarterbacks, you know, I think of John Elway and Dan Marino and. Uh, Peyton Manning, guys who stood in the pocket and got pounded. Brett Favre, guys like that. That's who I think of. I don't think of Eli Manning. 
Well, let me throw this out there. Lou, I want to hear your thoughts on this. If you had to pick right now with all this talk and all everything that's going on and all the records are being broken this year, who's the greatest quarterback ever? Huh. As much as I can't one. stand him, I have to say Brady. It's hard to argue that pick. Um, Doesn't necessarily mean I like the guy, though. No, but you can respect a guy for what he his performances and not like him. That's you know we all have that. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. That's definitely modern era. Definitely him. I don't think you can argue that. Uh, Most of the other guys, to be honest, like you know, Marino never won a Super Bowl. Elway had to play forever to win one. So did Manning. Uh, Brett Brett Favre was pretty damn good. Yes, uh, I would have to say I might put him up there. Um, and an, and another one who doesn't get a lot of love because he plays where he plays is Drew Drew Brees. I mean the numbers it's pretty hard to argue them too. Didn't do a lot of winning though. So he played much, San Diego before Rivers got there. Yeah, depending on how much faith you want to put in. Uh, uh, and then if you want to go, yeah, you know, I guess it depends on how you want it. Modern era, probably those guys. Then if you want to jump back to like the the eighties, nineties, uh, I don't know. Give me some Joe Montana. You want to win a game? I think I think Montana is the best ever. Uh, not not a bad guy to put in there if you need to. You you need a touchdown and there's two minutes left in the game. Uh, yeah, give me Joe Montana. I, I'm quite happy Montana, with that. I'll take Montana over Elway every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah, I would say so. Um, whew, after that, though, then it starts to get into it gets too personal. After that, it's guys I like versus. I mean, I mean, Fran Tarkington was one hell of a quarterback back so then. That's Frank, going back. No Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, is severe, Terry Bradshaw is severely overrated. Look at Terry Bradshaw's stats. Yeah, he really his stats, was. His stats aren't very good. He just was on a really, really good team. And he didn't suck either, don't get me wrong. I mean, he tried to throw the ball. But, I mean, he Roger. was surrounded by – I mean, he had Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, and a and a defense and, a, and an offensive line that – couldn't be matched for years, you know. Steel curtain and all that nonsense. I mean, they they just had a really good football team. I believe if if you look at his stats, I, I thought I read or saw somewhere that he is one of the few um, quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl that his completion rate was below some number. I can't remember what it was, but um, yeah, that he he really wasn't as good as. He's getting Super Bowl love versus stat love, which I guess depending on how you rate those two. Yeah, I understand. I mean, if you're an owner, I guess, and, you know, well, with Terry Bradshaw at the quarterback, we we keep winning. I mean, he won four Super Bowls. <laughs> it's pretty hard to, yeah. pretty hard to argue with that. So, uh, four in, and won four in six years. Lou didn't, Lou didn't so, throw in Joe Namath. I'm surprised. Figured Lou would be about Joe Namath, Broadway Joe. Uh, yeah, but you know he kind of he kind of fell apart after he won the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, Joe, Joe Namath was the best quarterback in football for maybe two or three years. 
And then after that, he kind of, yeah, like you say, he kind of, well, a little bit of self-inflicted damage there, I think. But yeah, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's another one where it's hard to compare them. Um, uh, you no, know, so I, can't, I, I just pulled. Really. I mean, I just pulled up Terry Bradshaw's stats. You know, 212 touchdowns and 210 interceptions. Okay, well, those are not Hall of Fame quarterback numbers. He only passed for 27,000 yards. What did what was Breeze at? 55,000? Twice that? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something crazy like that. Uh, I mean, his completion percentage is only 50%. Uh, now, back for back then, that might have been the standard. I don't know. But if those well, you got to remember the, now, game is more, the game is more built now for passing. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, now those numbers are garbage, but back then they might not have been. Um, yeah, because I'm sure Breeze, I'm sure that passing yardage is in the is what fifty five thousand or something like that. It's a, so, it's an absurd number. I know that. And it's, remember, it's way so, more than. You're listening. The Miami Dolphins passed on Drew Brees whenever he left the Chargers. Drew Brees. Drew Brees has passed for seventy-three thousand yards. Jeez. And his. Okay, so here's the difference. Now, just looking at the numbers. Uh, passing yards: seventy-three thousand to twenty-seven thousand for Bradshaw. Five hundred and seventeen touchdowns to two hundred and thirty interceptions. Bradshaw was basically one for one, and his passing completion is 68% to Bradshaw's 50. So, statistically, anyway, there's there's a that's quite a difference. But as you said, too, that this sport has changed a significant amount from the 70s until now, so... Yeah, I mean, it's built for, it's not the same. No, they don't. It's like all other sports. They don't. I mean, football is still a rough sport, but nowhere near as rough as what it used to be. Mm. You know, guys were. I mean, look at you. Go back and watch some Dick Dick Butkus highlights, where he is literally tearing the heads off of guys. <laughs> if you did that now, well, you'd be personal fouled right out of the game if you hit a guy the way they used to hit guys. But uh, again, we have you know it's the same as the hockey. You know that's just how things are now. We talk about it in basketball yeah. all the time about guys not uh, following their shots or or blocking out for rebounds. You know the game has changed and that's what it is now. And if you don't like it, well, you know that's just the way it is. It's not going to change, or at least until the next cycle, until somebody figures out how to how to uh, defeat the three point game. You know, my brother-in-law once said that he thinks that the rims on the basketball for NBA should be raised to 12 feet and that a dunk should be worth three points then. <laughs> really? Well, that, might make the, that might make the game pretty interesting. That's what he told me. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I mean, from a purist point of view, I mean, I did not like the game when all it was was dunking. But I'm all, I'm equally 
unliking that all they do is shoot threes. Yeah, I kind of miss I kind of miss the days where you you set up the offense and you had to. The best thing about basketball to me, and this is just from a guy that's watched it his whole life, watching guys without the ball, to me is just as interesting as watching the guy dribbling, following the guy with with the ball, making the right the right moves. And watching him move around screens through the defense, man, if if it's done correctly, it's beautiful. Well, there's something for me, and I'm not a, as we all know, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. But there's something odd to me about a sport where guys will pass up a five-foot shot for two points that they could easily make to throw the ball 30 feet further away and rain up some God hope and a prayer from half court. And you see that now where they're, they're literally passing up the two points to try to get the three. Now, maybe when you're behind or something, maybe that there's some logic there, but I couldn't understand. I mean, the basket's right there, lay it in and, and go on defense. Nope. They'll, they'll kick it back out and, and ramp it up again to try to get somebody open. For, for a three from the corner usually. Now, granted, I guess if it works, three points is pretty nice, but I don't know. There, there, maybe there's a rule change there that needs – because guys can shoot a lot better than what they used to be able to, too. I mean, God, we got we yeah. got center shooting threes now. Yeah, that we do. Yeah, we what do you think, sleep with the basketball talk. Mm, I, I think you're right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is classic Lou. (laughs) Yes. No, no waster of words, our friend Lou. Right. There you go. Have to go back to college football playoffs to get Lou back in here with us. I don't think I can top that, Nick. That was pretty good. No, we still got a week to go before that happens. Before everything is all settled in, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, when, who wins their conference championships? Well, yeah, we got what? We got to suffer through one more week of nonsense, and then we're off to the to getting some yes. clarity on how all that's going to play out. That's right. Yeah, I guess it's so, December's right around the corner. Thirty days till Christmas, boys. Who's playing mm-hmm. for? Um, who's playing for the Pac-12 title? Uh, hold on. That's got to be probably Washington and Eastern Washington or Washington State, I would imagine. No, yes. Washington State's not. I don't think Washington Pac State. Pac ten, you say? Pac twelve. Pac twelve. Or Pac twelve? We'll find out. Utah, soon. Utah, and Washington. Oh well, that's you're gonna. That should be a well. Uh, maybe I'll take that back. I was going to say that should be a washout, but... No, not necessarily. Mind you, Washington, I didn't think Washington would beat Washington State, and they clobbered them. I didn't think they would either. So... uh, Yeah, I mean, you know... Well, who's... I mean, what... I'm not sure that... Why did you want to know that? Just out of curiosity? Just wondering... 
I'll be right back. But that's another case too, where really it probably it's by record it should be Washington against Washington State again, because uh, Utah is only six and three, and Washington yeah. State is seven, and they have the same record as Washington, except Washington has beat Washington State, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oregon had a disappointing year this year. They weren't very good. Yeah, they. That's true. Uh, and Stanford too was also not very good, and then you got. My West Coast hanger honors, as I like to call uh, Cal and USC and UCLA, that a lot of talk and a lot of hype, but no results. Yeah. Huskies. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think much is going to come out of any out of the Pac-12 anyway. I wonder what bold bid they get. Uh, uh. I could probably. I could probably find that out, but 2018 bowl, 2018, because really that's all that's left for those teams. They're not going to make no hope of getting into the playoffs, so let's see. It's become you need a bloody degree in in bowl. You could get a degree in bowl eligibility. Yeah. To try to figure all this out. Uh, yeah, don't string yourself. No, they don't even give it on here. They just give the. Well, that's ridiculous. That's just the dates and. Okay, the Pac-12 is in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, I don't know if that's just the winner. I assume so. And another somebody else gets somebody else from the Pac-12 gets in the Cheese It Bowl. That sounds like a good game. The cheese it bowl. Oh. Who is sponsored? Oh wait, we had another the... stupid name uh, back in the day too. Bullet bowl. Right, lay it on me. The what? No. <laughs> the copper bowl. The copper bowl. Yes, I remember that one. Yes. Yeah, you are correct. Now then, well, boy, three at least three teams from the Pac-12. Another Pac-12 team is in the uh, Valero <laughs> Alamo Bowl. Oh, what a winner! And then, yeah. And the Hyundai Sun Bowl and the Red Box Hyundai. Bowl. Good, good lord. Here's <laughs> one. Here's a keeper. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Oh, <laughs> that's a winner. That I think. I think that one takes the cake. Good lord. Oh, Amazing. Man. <laughs> I'm looking here at some of these. Uh, I'm trying to find oh, oh, out. Oh, my Lord. Have you said this one I yet? I thought the Cactus Bowl was bad enough. The Ray Comedia Bowl? Have you have you got to that one? Which What's one that? worse is, is that has got in it a team from the Big Ten and a team from the Pac-12, but not any of the good ones. 
Yeah. But you didn't yeah, hear the, the one. Still, I, I think that was. That's gonna be the dumbest. The dumbest thing ever. So you got the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Oh, What's a camellia anyway? I think it's a flower. Oh. The Boca Raton Bowl. That's a good one. Oh my God, no, no! Here we go. Isn't it, isn't it amazing though? They never had a dust bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fruit bowl. Damn, damn, here you go. The fruit of the loom bowl. Here we go. The fruit bad the boy bowl. mowers. The bad boy mowers gasparilla bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's the gas. See that that one I was reading earlier was just giving us the first part. That that it's the sponsors is what a guy's got to get. Yeah. I mean the holiday bowl. The holiday bowl's been around this, but this is the forty-first holiday bowl, but right. because it's. Sponsored by the San Diego County Credit Union, they got to get that on there too. Can you imagine if you are the guy who has to call this game, and every no. thirty-five seconds you've got to spit out San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl? <laughs> I don't think they will do that. But probably they probably have to. I mean, they, they the San Diego County. Could. Yeah, the San Diego County Credit Union didn't pay big money to get their name on this bowl game without getting to hear their name 10,000 times during the telecast. Oh, boy, I thought what I did was rough. That, some that these, is some... Some of these are bad. Have you seen these? The I'm famous at some I, more of them here. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I mean, how about the... How would you like to play in the Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman? Well, that's that's respectable. I mean, it's one of our it's one of our armed forces. Yeah, the military you know, so bowl. I, give, I don't I have a problem with it. It's the Northrop Grumman part of it that I've got a problem with. Okay, oh, here's yeah. the military bowl. I'm all for. I don't have any problem. Well, there's with that. the military bowl, and then there's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah, see, that's that's where my do issue. Do they really is. have I a mean, sponsor? What? I mean, this is just for the pride, you know. Do we do we need any sponsors for? For, uh, I guess like, it's a logical, know, it's a logical sponsor for those guys, at least. I guess. Well, I mean, look at how much money yeah, the right. NCAA is breaking in with all these sponsors. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Yeah, see there again. I'll buy I'm that all about... First responder. I'll, I'll buy that one. That's 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 fine. That one, I'm I'm not having as much a problem with. No. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. What? What is the? What is the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What is Makers Wanted? I don't know. Mm. Okay, Frank, you guys are gonna, No, but I think this. I think this one takes the cake. The 2018-19 uh, Bahamas Bowl is sponsored by the Elk Grove Village of Illinois. And will be officially known as the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. What? It's, so it's sponsored by a town. The whole town just went. Okay. Okay. It's sponsored by Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Hi there, I'm an elk. That's just oh, crazy. Tostitos, and they already know who's playing. They already know who's playing in that beauty. We've got the FIU Panthers. Versus the Toledo Rockets. Holy Toledo. That just, 
Now, doesn't that just make you want to sit down and find out one time that's on TV? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's correct. Lou <laughs> for the win. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I mean, look. I, mean, I have a show of my. I have a show of my own, and I thankfully I never have to do that one. Oh boy! Yeah. So, no. just as a warning, then, Lou, do not turn on ESPN December twenty-first. ESPN seventeen will have on the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl, and you don't want to see that. First day of winter, yeah. yeah you don't want to see that. That's a good one. The yeah. Franklin American Music City Bowl. Yeah, this one is that, that one's just got me. I had nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm I just. Conv- I'm. I want to want. I want to get this this Bahamas Bowl thing <laughs> because I want to see how they're going to work in that into the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, well, welcome to I, the 2018. Well, I still think about uh, you know a cactus. I say right after this show, we hop on a plane to Arizona and go buy ourselves a cactus. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the 2018 Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Sponsored by Elk Grove Village. You need a place to live? Want to raise your kids in a beautiful community? Look no further than Elk Grove Village. Like, how do you keep... <laughs> and you also find an elk. Yeah, I mean, how do you keep working that into the conversation every time you mention that it's the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl? And I would like to know why have, Elk Grove Village elk. would sponsor... I'd like to know why they sponsored it. What's in it for Elk Grove Village? I think the question is why. I think the question should be how. I wonder what it cost them. The DXL Frisco and and how they managed to talk the rest of the Elk Grove Village ease into paying for this. <laughs> oh, here you go. Here's the one that you're going to want to tune in for: the Dollar yeah. General Bowl. Oh no! <laughs> There's no nickname for it. It's just the Dollar General Bowl. <laughs> Well, you have to look because some of them it's the because the official name is whatever, and then it's sponsored by somebody yeah. else. Yeah. This this one I think is just the Dollar General Bowl. I mean, I'm I'm kind of kind of liking the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl. That's the one they play in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Don't make fun. Uh, don't go no. Okay, well, I I'm, I'm all about the I don't have a problem with the Yankees, but I'm a Yankee I'm not fan. A, I was never a Yankee guy. I've been a Yankee fan since before I could talk. And I'll take the Yankees over the Mets. I know that much. Thank God. The Red Box. I know ball. that much. Tim, I'm with you. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That's the winner. <laughs> That's the best name, but I really like sponsored by Elk Grove Village is really working for me. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Cause I, cause I just can't under – I'm trying to figure out what the hook is there, and I, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. You know, they should really have some of these bowl games in Denver where weed is legal, and that way we could have some really interesting names. What I'm wondering more, the why, where, are the, where are the big names? Why isn't there like a Walmart bowl? Or McDonald's, you know, where where are the big sponsors? Is there not enough money in this stuff that I think well, they know. For, uh, they don't, Walmart and McDonald's don't really need that. They'll just put no. a they'll just put a commercial. 
They'll put a commercial during your bowl game and save some money. Maybe. You got you there. That could be because it seems, you know, most of these are, you know, they're not tiny companies, but they're hardly your big players either. The right. Cheez-It Bowl. I really hope I can play in the Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl. Cheez-It. I kind of like the All sounds right. of that. On that note, fellas, i got to run because I'm due to be on another program, but uh, I'll be back uh, Wednesday, um, 8 o'clock. Fair All enough, right, sir. Well, yeah. By the way, uh, as I mentioned, I have a show of my own on Saturday nights. Um, well, in your case, on Saturday afternoon, um, six to eight o'clock in the East. Uh, we handle everything in the world of sports. Uh, it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. Um, if you can call on that Saturday uh, or any Saturday, it's six zero five five six two zero four four four, and the pin number is. Now, there's a tricky part here, so listen carefully. Two six one two. Five five six one, then pound, and then another one after that. Dear Lord, <laughs> holy I know. shit! That's what confuses everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I I won't give you a hundred percent on that one, but I might give that a try on Saturday. Okay, so it'll be three o'clock. Uh, um, wait, Six o'clock your time, so that's Jersey? four. That's uh, four for me. So. Well, Edmonton is uh, three hours uh, from uh, No, that's two. Two? Okay, so it's four two. o'clock your time. Yeah, four o'clock my time. That might work pretty good, actually. So. Yeah, four to six your time. And the other one is in the East Coast, right? Yeah, I'm in West Virginia. Okay, so it's six to eight. You're um, the same time as me. Yeah. All right. There we go. So, uh, I've actually got to hear from you. Uh, I have a previous commitment on Wednesday. I hope I hear you guys on my show on Saturday. Well, I have a previous commitment. I'll try and listen in. All right. right. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right. Thanks, Lou. Well, that was Lou. We're going to have to make Lou an honorary night of the roundtable pretty soon. (laughs) I'd say that was Lou, and that was the most difficult way to get into a a podcast that I've ever heard in my life. Why would they, like, no, I mean, obviously that is not up to them. No, um, it's not their choice, but man. Yeah, why Why would you ever, I mean, I'm okay with a pin code, but like, what are you worried that somebody's going to hack into somebody else's podcast if you give them a pin number that's longer than my bank account number? <laughs> I don't know. Bank account, that's my bank account number, my social security number, and a couple more numbers tagged on there just for the hell of it. Good Lord. <laughs> well, we do thank Lou for jumping on with us here on the Sunday night roundtable as the Vikings and the Packers are playing right now. It's a Sunday night sports roundtable tonight, I guess. Things got a little... Oh, well, that's what the Sunday night roundtable is for. Get out whatever. Uh... Speaking of which, I'll throw this at you because you probably never heard this, Nate. Uh, okay. There was a five. There was a five thousand dollar fine in uh, hockey uh, the other night. I believe it was Here's Thursday off. night. You want to guess what for? What? A nut shot? Bit, bit a guy. Oh really? Biting. This and surprisingly, this has happened seven or eight times before. He, he uh, they got into a bit of a tussle in a, in a in a scrum sort of. And the guy put his hand in the other guy's face and 
was kind of almost kind of half-assed suffocating him a little bit. And the guy said, fuck this noise and bit his hand. <laughs> well, there you go. And you know that they deal with it because it's the maximum amount they are allowed to fine him under the uh, collective bargaining agreement is $5,000. <laughs> huh. To which the guy yeah. said, I make $3.6 million a year. I'll pay the $5,000. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got it. <laughs> yeah, I will pay the $5,000 and continue that to breathe. Me. That reminds me of the big story going around in hockey. Wasn't there a hockey player a few years back um, licking other players? Oh no, that was th- that was this year. Oh, the this year? Yeah, that's a that's a Brad Marchand from the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah, that was likes a good to, one. I remember. Yeah, I remember he likes to get in the. Yeah, he. That's just. I don't know. Does it for like mind games or whatever? But like he's licking. Yeah, but you can you can play mind games, but licking and you know what? You lick me on the face, I'm gonna punch your lights out, and I don't Thank care you. about the penalty. I'm going to beat you so bad that you won't ever lick another guy again. That's what should have happened to him. But nobody. Did you see the the fight that happened today in the Buffalo game? No. You didn't see that? Leonard Fournette and this guy. I heard that that the two of them went at it, but I didn't see it. Oh, man, they went. They were throwing down, and they both got kicked out of the game. And then they were both um, fighting. They were trying to get at each other in the tunnel. Going back to the locker room. Oh, somebody must have somebody must have said something that that got a little too personal. Right, it was bad. It's, I know the dude from the Bills. That's usually what it takes. Speaking of videos that were bad, did you see that one on on Robinson's page? I think it was on Tom's page. Which one? Uh, the uh, yeah, it was on Tom's page where uh, there's a man and a man and a woman standing there and he's got his hand down her pants down the back of her pants I can't say I saw that he's got his hand like buried like to the elbow getting a handful of it yeah and that's bad enough he pulls his hand out Oh no! and the woman turns around and smells his fingers (laughs) (laughs) you have to go watch it it's hilarious Oh man! Well, here I go. <laughs> yeah, go, you you gotta watch it. It's on. Yeah, it's on Tom's uh, or was. Uh, oh see. yeah, it's about the fourth or fifth one down there. There's two. There's a man and a woman standing there in front of a truck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spin that baby. I'm watching it. You don't even need the audio. Like he's in there pretty okay. good. You know, yeah. he's digging around. Doing some digging. She seems to be enjoying it. Oh, yeah, out comes the hand. Oh, it's she gross. Takes good, she takes a good smell. Yeah, that's that's shit, all right. Oh, damn. <laughs> You're right. I did shit my pants. She says. <laughs> God damn, dude, that fucking prank. <laughs> but which reminds me here. I'll uh, uh, see if I can find this quick. Um, on a similar note, except just funny. Uh, no, that's not it. Um, just to show you that Canadians have a, a sicker sense of humor. Um, hang in there. 
I'm here. Uh, uh, you know, I just you know, it takes me a second. I'm you know I'm a bit of, I got a bit of I got a bit of Robinson in me when it comes to the computers. You know, not the, not <laughs> the swiftest. Not the swiftest. Not the swiftest. There. Check check that out. I just I, I just inboxed you that one. Okay. I'll check it out. Get, in 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 America, you guys sniff each other's fingers. This is what we do in Canada. Oh my God! <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay? <laughs> You got to take a shit in the woods, and you got no toilet paper. A squirrel will do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that reminds me. Have you ever seen the movie Demolition Man? The Stallone wreck. Yes, yeah, Stallone, Wesley Snipes. Murder, death, kill. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Way back in the day, yeah. Do you remember what they had? They didn't have toilet paper. You remember what they had? No. Enlighten me. The three seashells. Do you remember that? Stallone would go in. And he said, there's three seashells where your toilet paper should be. And everybody starts laughing at him. And they say, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. (laughs) And to this day, day, there was never an explanation to how to use the some some kind of scooping and or shoveling, I'm guessing. I don't know, but like there was never it was never explained. <laughs> and inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> if anyone knows or has any theories. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to Google. It's time yeah, to go- solve. Yeah, hey, Google Google that bitch. Maybe there's somebody may have since that movie came out, someone may have asked the director or the writer that question and maybe got an answer. You never know. Oh, here we go. The writer explains. <laughs> sort of. Okay. Went to the 25th anniversary screaming of Adventures of Ford Fairland with the legend in person and Daniel Waters, the writer, was doing a Q&A afterward. Dan talked about Dan talked about other curiosity watchable failed film star, or hold on, other curiosity, other curiously watched failed star vehicles he rode on, like Hudson Hawk and Demolition Man. A person in the audience asked Dan about the famous three seashell system for the future bathrooms from Demolition Man. I'm paraphrasing when I say, Dan said, I won't tell you the actual secret, but I'll tell you where it came from. There's a scene where Stallone has to use the restroom. I was trying to come up with futuristic things you'd find in there. I was having trouble, so I called my buddy, another screenwriter across town, asked him if he had ideas. Ironically enough, that guy was taking a dump when he answered the phone, looked around the bathroom and said, I have a bag of seashells on my toilet as decoration. I said, okay, I'll make something out of it. There you go. (laughs) So I'm guessing that in the futuristic Demolition Man world, it would not be a good idea to put the seashells to your ears to hear the ocean. <laughs> Only you'd hear the ocean. You might hear something else. <laughs> you hear the, the, the it would get real. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a pretty bizarre, 
pretty bizarre. So it sounds like he really had no idea for it. It just sounds like just he was trying totally to totally crazy. With... Well, you know, a lot of the good ones. That's that's where the stuff does come from. It it really is something that's just off the that, spur that of the moment. That has bothered me, Tim. That has bothered me for longer than I care to admit. Huh. Well, that's a good. That's a good thing now. You can bring it up at you know social gatherings and. Yeah, I'll bring it up baptisms. at my one-year reunion in 10 years. Like, yeah, I remember that. Bar, <laughs> bar mitzvahs. That's a good icebreaker for a bar mitzvah. <laughs> bar, I don't think I've ever it's been to a bar mitzvah. I, I, you know what? I, I, my understanding that they're a hell of a good time, but I I did not know any Jewish people. I never got lucky enough to go to one either. I know a few, but there's not many in my area. So, I don't think there is here either. There's no, we have no synagogue or anything like that. So I'm going to assume. Yeah, that there I think aren't we have here. one, but it's not like local. It's like an hour away from me. So. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, I, I understand I it's quite the party. I wouldn't care to go to one. I'm sure they're fun. How can anything where there's food be bad? That's what I'm saying. That's where my Free previous food. commitment. That's where my previous commitment is on Saturday. I'm tied up DJing a wedding. Yeah, free it's food is never, I mean, unless the food is really, really bad, and even then, a guy can usually find something at a, you know, usually weddings or those kind of things, it's got some kind of a buffet going, you can usually find something to eat that's yeah. not too horrible. My mom Ron actually. Tobinson is, you know, I'm a little upset with Rom Tobinson, he's back online again. Rom Tobinson, how come you couldn't just pick up a phone and... <laughs> Call in for three minutes, you goofball. Probably and I was wanting to bring. Uh, I was actually wanting to talk to him about. Uh, I talked to when I mentioned I was with Sandman the other day. I brought up Tom's boxing match with him. Oh yeah, what did he have to say about that? He told me because Tom swears up and down that was a shoot. He does he indeed. Sandman told me he said I remember the guy having a fucked up shoulder. He said, and I'm not a boxer, so he says if I turned into a shoot, if it turned into a shoot, then the dude was probably a horrible fighter himself. Yeah. Although, let's said, be honest, you think the Sandman remembers what happened? To well, I ago? mean, you make a point. He remembered that Tom had a bum shoulder, though. He did remember that. Huh. So, well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I don't think it, he said it wasn't a shoot. He didn't, you know, he hadn't planned on it being a shoot or anything. I was hoping he, for some heat. He just said there were, he was a horrible boxer. <laughs> I think Tom would reply with, "Well, you were a horrible wrestler." You know, I have, I, I really like the Sandman character. I really do. But honestly, I do too. But as far as what his in ring work was not particular. Whether he was capable or not, I don't know, but he didn't do any of it. And you know the funny thing I've learned? Sandman is known, he's most famously known as Sandman. Always has been. Most most famous gimmick he had was Sandman. Do you remember his WCW gimmick that was so short-lived? No. He was known as Hack. Oh, good Lord. That was his. That was his name in WCW in 1999. What? In 99, with that? Oh no! So that's not a Russo creation. No, no, it was a bad WCW that's booking. Well, but job. I'm trying to think who was in creative at that point. Hell, I don't know. 
Um, however, I don't know if it was Nash or not, but he did say where he is more known by guys in the business as Hack. Because anytime somebody, anytime a, a wrestler that he is you know familiar with talks to him, say, hey, Hack. Huh. I find that strange. Interesting. Jerry Lynn referred to him as Hack while he was there. Shane Douglas always called him Hack. I don't know if that was a nickname that was born out of ECW or they just knew him as that in WCW. Well, I don't he know. must have worked. He must have maybe he worked independently or something as that guy. I don't know. And he also told me he only likes one Metallica song. And it's not that one? It's Inner Sandman. He said it's the only song I like by no. him. He's a big fan no, of Bruno Mars. I'm not. He's not far. I'm not far behind him. I'm not that big a Metallica fan either. What's wrong with you fuckers? Jesus Christ! I like Enter Sandman and I like uh, Sad but True. And after that, oh, God, it. come on. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. <laughs> but no, he's actually a big Bruno Mars fan. Believe it or not. Yeah, well, well, that I don't know if I can. Bruno Mars is pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I mean, I suppose he can sing, but that's just not my kind of, not my thing. Sandman says he's seen Bruno Mars three times. <laughs> I don't know if this is anything to be bragging about. I, he says he likes him. I'm like, well, I mean, hell, I don't have anything against the guy. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, everybody's. This was my thing, week. I suppose. This, this was what I did on Friday. I hung out with Sandman, and we talked about everything but wrestling. <laughs> Well, you know, for those guys, it's it's probably refreshing that they I don't get rarely, you know that they, that they can sit there and talk to somebody about anything but that nonsense that happened you know fifteen years ago or whatever it was, twenty years ago, I guess. Yeah. Also, talked to Paul Ellering. He was a cool dude. Precious Paul. Yeah, he was awesome. I don't know if you yeah, saw the picture. Uh, you know, no, I don't think I did. Yeah, but I got pictures with all of them. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. See what they're looking like. He's got to be getting up there, eh? Paul still looks good, man. Well, he always was in good shape, but... Yeah, he's in great shape still and gets around great and got off the airplane holding a Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Living that I bet gimmick. you don't see that often in the wrestling community. He's a financial guru. Well, hell, most of the wrestlers can't read. I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> Paul's a very, very smart dude. Good I know he's a yeah. road warrior finances. That was the old. Uh, that was the old. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess the one's been dead for quite a while. Hawk's been dead for, like, almost 15 years, I think. You don't see the other one chilling. That, you know, he's not doing the Virgil thing. No, Animal Animal does show still. He did one for a um, company I work with earlier in the year, and he's a cool guy, too. Well, you know what? If, if, if it's not that far to go, and they're going to give you – I mean, you got to think about it in terms of like normal man wages. You know, somebody's going to pay you. Let's say, we'll pay for your flight, 
and I don't know if this is outrageous or not, but let's just say, we're going to pay for your flight to get here and your hotel and your food and all that stuff, and we're going to give you a thousand bucks for the day. That's pretty hmm. damn good money. The hell's up? Well, that is compared to what like what a regular Joel makes. I'm just saying you need to aim a little higher on that, buddy. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying even if they gave him a thousand, oh yeah, I, you know, I for even if he puts in an eight-hour day, that's ridiculous sums of money. Remember, most like to make a hundred. All they have to do. I mean, is would show you like to make a? Yeah, I mean, would you like to make a hundred twenty dollars an hour? I'm pretty sure you would. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love yeah, it. So. Yeah, so if they're giving them five thousand or ten grand or whatever, that's like stinky good money. Player it's crazy gets, not to. Flair gets ten grand per appearance. That I know. Well, he should. I mean, he's Ric Flair. I mean, that's actually low. And he's going to bring in a certain amount of people, I would think, regardless. Although I wouldn't I'm give you a mistaken. nickel to go see him anymore. I'm not mistaken. I read that Hogan is fifty grand. Well, he doesn't do that much of that stuff, so that might be why. Not since he sued Gawker. <laughs> yeah, well, now, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he, I wonder if he ever got that much money out of them or not, though. Just because that was the judgment doesn't necessarily mean he, he's been well, paid all that money. Um, well, you got to pay those illegal fees and all that, which is for. Well, he didn't have to. He didn't have to pay any legal fees. That's true. That guy was that guy was quite happy to to sue Gawker in the next eternity, or to New Jersey, as they say. Yeah, for real. Just which, as they say, is not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh man, are we almost it, of, are we out of time? We're we're past. We're past. Oh, time. I didn't hear. I didn't hear any squawking announcer in my ear telling me the time was up. Yeah, time has actually ended. So uh, we'll go ahead and wrap her up. We probably should. And uh, so what? We're Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday. I'll we'll be back. Um, it'll be me and you, or me and Tom, but we'll be back at it on Wednesday. You may. You may hear from me maybe tomorrow or Tuesday for some kind of. Hockey slash roundup kind of thing, probably. And, All right. Uh, Sounds yeah, good. And we'll play it. We'll play her by ear after that. And who knows when we'll hear from Lou again? <laughs> Don't you want to watch that game? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Greatest. That's going to be my. Re- that's going to be my reply now with a condescending tone of no. <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you made it this far, God bless you, and go use your free Yeah, no kidding. Oh, you disappeared on me. I'm here. I'm here. You got me? Oh, there you are. I couldn't hear you there for a second. No, I was saying, if you if you go out, use the three seashells correctly, and everybody have a good night, Tim. You ready to head I'm out? About to, I'm, a, I'm about to test out that seashell theory right now. Can't wait. See you guys next time. Have a good one, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. 
This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. <laughs>